0: You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Gramatico. Welcome
1: to the Franchise Freedom Podcast. I'm your host Giuseppe Gramatico, your franchise guide, and today we have a very special guest. Today we are speaking with Joanna Penn. Joanna is an award-nominated New York Times and U.S. Today best-selling author of thrillers under J.F. Penn, and also writes nonfiction for authors. She's a podcaster and an award-winning creative entrepreneur. Her site, The Creative Pen, has been voted in the top 100 sites for writer, writers, excuse me, by Writers Digest. Uh Joanna, uh, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thanks for having me, Giuseppe. It's great to be here.
1: Yeah, very very excited. So so you're in the UK as we were talking before. So we are uh, Definitely uh, going international with the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that, the, the magic of podcasting. Yes, I'm in yeah. Bath in the southwest of England, which uh, people might have visited. It's got a Roman spa and a medieval abbey. So we get a lot of Americans coming over.
1: Awesome. Very, very excited. And as I mentioned, I'm making my first trip over there for, for a wedding next year. So uh, look, looking forward to it. I always, Joanna, I, I always like to start. If you can give us a little bit of your background How did you get into this business and just, you know, what, what does that journey look like?
2: Yeah, sure. So like many of your listeners, I come from the corporate world. So I was in consulting, I worked for companies like Accenture, uh, Capgemini, um, you know, companies like that, consulting companies, and I was uh, implementing accounts payable software systems into large corporates, you know, big mining companies and utility companies and basically living the corporate life. I I had the golden handcuffs, the six Mm -hmm. figure salary, uh, had the house and the investment property and all of those things that you end up doing doing in your first sort of decade of the corporate life. But uh, I was really miserable <laughs> and right. again I, I know a lot of your listeners will probably relate uh in that I you know I, I had what you're meant to have I had the great job and, and everything and I was traveling I worked all over Europe and Asia Pacific but I just I ended up just crying at work every day I was like what is the point in what I'm doing there mm-hmm. is no point in this I just pay my bills and yes I'm making money but I just don't have any meaning in my life so I started trying to figure out what I wanted to do like many people who end up with business I started a few businesses. I started a scuba diving business in New Zealand. I did property investment in Australia. And uh, eventually I was like, oh, I just need to figure this out. I, mean, I know I'll write a book on how to find the career you really want, how, how to find the job you want. And I ended up writing a book called Career Change. Um, and in writing that book about career change, I discovered that I really liked writing. So then it was a case of figuring out how could I make this pay? <laughs> because again, like you and your listeners, I like money. I like making good yes. money. And <laughs> most of the authors I had heard of, you know, apart from the famous ones like J.K. Rowling, most authors in, are not famous for, for making a lot of money. So I was like, OK, I need to figure this out. So I started speaking professionally. I started writing books. And um, in 2008, 2009, I I did get laid off in that global financial crisis and used that to really double down on everything I started my podcast in 2009 um, and a YouTube channel and essentially I managed to leave my job in 2011 to go full-time author entrepreneur I surpassed my salary in 2015 and hired my husband out of his job as well so it took a number of years but essentially I did go from corporate consultant to uh, author entrepreneur but it did take a while and, and that would be a tip we'll probably come back to is how long it might take but there you go that's a brief intro
1: now that that that's great, and yes, a lot of people listening in are in transition. They're they're trying to figure out what to do, especially with the pandemic going on. There, there's been a lot of people that have uh, lost their jobs, have been furloughed. Um, you know, maybe they've lost their jobs and they're coming to the realization: I've always wanted to own a business. This is the perfect time to take advantage of that opportunity. So, um, great story, and, and I couldn't agree more. I, I felt I kind of feel I was in the same boat. I was a a, a, cor- a corporate exec. We call a, we we call ourselves corporate refugees, jokingly. And uh, we we were just checking the boxes. Okay, I accomplished this. I'm now a VP here. I'm now making X amount. I, you know, I'm looking at a second home, and um, was just miserable. You know, pe- mm-hmm. making a lot of money and it just wasn't wasn't fulfilled. And uh, it does take some time. You know, it, does, it does take some time to to figure out uh, what you want to do. We we uh, assist people in that process. Uh, but yes, it, it does take time, and it's not an overnight thing. Whether it's a, a startup business, it's a franchise, it, it does take time. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Typically, I ask people, "What does that tra- uh, career transition look like?" and you, and you answer that. So for for that person looking to make the career transition, they're listening in and they're saying, you know, kind of what, what I just mentioned. They're they're just struggling at their job, or or they've been uh, furloughed or laid off, uh, looking to make the leap. What's uh, what's two or three really good pieces of advice you can give to that that person? You know, or or I guess maybe some direction you can get, you can give to that person looking to uh, to make the leap into entrepreneurship.
2: Mm, sure. Well, I always I try and use the metaphor of skiing uh, down right. a hill. So when you're skiing, you don't just head straight down in a straight line. That's that's a good way to kill yourself. So right. you don't usually go from the top to the bottom, or you know, in a straight line. You have to zigzag along the way. And this is the path to entrepreneurship. I think is probably true for most people. Once you make a decision that you're going in that direction, you are very, very, very unlikely to get it right on the first try. And that's definitely I you know you fail forward I think is is the quote um from Mm -hmm. someone but basically you have to learn your lessons along the way so for example I loved scuba diving I'm I was a really um you know I was a a dive master um I was working on boats in New Zealand and I was like oh it'd be great you know as as a businesswoman it'd be great to have a dive business and now that is a classic mistake of an entrepreneur is to think oh I really love doing this so I can make a business of it you know anyone listening could can think hi overheads so you know to have a boat the insurance for a dive boat to have the crew to have the gear there's all the safety um the price of fuel you know variable costs things like this are really important to think about when you're considering a business your fixed costs your overheads your variable costs that do you want employees that business the failure of a business which failed really fast actually Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, which was a good thing taught me that it's not a good idea to have massive overheads on day one or even before you start going now obviously There's always investment needed in a business. But that taught me I didn't want employees. I wanted financial freedom, but I wanted to run my business from a laptop. And I know you're keen on freedom. Freedom's one of your keywords on your website. Mm -hmm. So that's the first tip is, Don't just think about, oh, I love doing this. Think about the costs and the revenue and also whether you want to do something you love as a business. And then the the second thing I would say is you have to think more than just the money. You have to think about your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So when I really looked at what do I want to do with my life? Because of course I was earning good money in the corporate world. What do I want to do with my life? And when I Sat down and thought about that. And sometimes this can take a while. You might think you want one thing, but maybe it's something else. I decided that I like reading, <laughs> I like writing, and I like traveling. So they were the three things I wanted. Um, yes, I like to make money, but I do spend a lot of that traveling. Mm-hmm. And so that was my goal. And when I looked at that, it, you know, I didn't want employees. I know many franchisees uh, will have employees, but for me personally, I wanted the freedom to do what I want, when I wanted, wherever in the world I wanted. So that really narrows down the type of businesses that I could have considered. And also, I just love to write. And now I've written like 17 novels and all of this, and it suits my personality. That's another thing. Uh, I'm an introvert. So I like being alone a lot. And I like being in silence. Again, that doesn't suit a lot of different types of businesses. So it's very important to know yourself, and know the type of business you're interested in and i I mean i guess that is one of the benefits of a franchise is that they've already figured that stuff out but then you have to decide what type of life you want to live and look for a business that fits into that so yeah you know what i mean
1: yeah some some yeah definitely some some really good advice there and uh, i couldn't agree i couldn't agree with you more we have a story uh some of the uh, consultants I work with uh, passed down it's the person that had a passion for golf invested in a, a golf franchise I, I don't even know the name of the of the company and um after investing in that franchise not only did he fail he, he now hates the uh, the sport of golf so
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um it's it's and it's and it's not like, it's not to say you can't get into a business that that you love or an industry you love but kind of a few things that you said we help Anyone that comes to us, we kind of work in reverse, so we don't look at the product or service. Uh, that's great. We we look at um, passions and interests and hobbies and things like that. But we we like to look at the characteristics of the business because at the end of the day, you know, why why are we even doing this in the first place? I don't know anyone that ever wants a business. We need a business, and that business is essentially the vehicle to to get you what you want. So if your passion is uh, traveling, as you mentioned. Uh, maybe I have a business that is remote uh, that maybe can be run on its own. So we we like to look at the characteristics. Do you want a business that runs 24-7? Is it remote? Uh, do you want a brick and mortar actual physical location? And then from reverse, kind of reversing the process and looking at that, then we narrow it down to some, um, some uh, products or services. Because in many cases, you may want X, Y, and Z. This is what the business looks like. And then it just happens to be in. A, a business that offers employment services and maybe uh, you know happen to be in a business that's involved in um porta potties and sto- or storage containers It's something you've never even thought about but it meets the kind of the requirements and the, and the model we create for you. So uh, very, mm, I, very similar advice there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say that's not similar in that I do believe it has to go deeper than that. And when I say don't do a business you're passionate about, what I mean is scuba diving is a very high overhead business. So that was, you know, it didn't have, it had passion, but it didn't have money. But I do believe, like, as I said, when I left corporate, I didn't want to do something with my life that I didn't care about. And now I measure my life by what I create. And so, every time I finish a book, I say, I made this. And for me, the creative the creative streak in, in everyone is what I now live for. And I can make money, but also I am living my passion, which is uh, being creative and helping other people be creative. So I do want to encourage people to consider that meaning as well as the money uh, when it comes down to it.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and that's and that's, uh, you know, we always talk about your why. What's your vision? Why why are we doing this? So that's that's the the number one, uh, the first question I should say that we ask everyone. So now some re- really good advice there for the person. You know, we talked about some advice in the transition, but you know, we still have people that we that listen to the show. Sometimes they'll may not contact me directly, but they'll listen to the show. They'll they'll get some emails. Um, the person that's stuck. That cannot make that decision to to move forward. There are quite a few people. We do webinars. Uh, they may sign up, but there's no no interaction. You know, we'll we'll follow up. You know, any any advice or you know, ha- have you been in that state where you were kind of just stuck and just I I'm afraid to make the change. I'm not sure the timing isn't right. Is, is there? Have you come across that? And and what what would you say to those people that are just stuck and they just <laughs> they just cannot move forward from from leaving the job going into the going into uh, business ownership.
2: Well, I think the big thing is to do what they call in America, the side hustle. Uh, So I started writing in 2006, and I didn't leave my job till 2011. So for five years, I worked on building my business in the morning. So I used to get up at 5am every morning um, to write in the evening, I would be doing a lot of uh, podcast interviews with America uh, on the evening in Australia, which was very good timing. Uh, And then I at the weekends, I was just working on Building my business. Mm-hmm. So, what I would say to people, and I think this is really, you know, I definitely do not think you should just leave your job and start a business. I think that's extremely difficult. I think uh, as much as you can learn things on the side first. So, for example, you're going to have to upskill in things, in understanding things like marketing and mm-hmm. customers and products and cash flow, and I believe in multiple streams of income and all the things that you need to learn as as a business owner or you know an, an entrepreneur entrepreneur often you don't know as a uh, someone in a as an employee in a job so what I would suggest to people is spend some time you know learning and upskilling we're in like the best time ever to learn things online right I mean you can listen to this podcast for free and millions of other podcasts for free there's videos there's uh, online courses and there's so much training available in lots of different things so for example maybe someone listening is interested in franchising but it feels like a big step so maybe they'll they'll go and do a uh, a course or maybe they'll listen to me and go, well, hey, I want to write a book. So maybe they'll do that first. So what I encourage people to do is to think about upskilling while you're still in your job. And the more you learn about business on the outside the more comfortable you're going to feel the other thing I would say is um, uh, my husband and I completely downsized before Mm. I left my job so we sold everything Uh, obviously you don't need to sell everything (laughs) but we did because I was the main wage earner at the time and I said in order for me to do this we have to get rid of our debt so we got rid of you know we sold everything got rid of all our debt and then we were able to live on a lot less now what's interesting with the pandemic we're recording this in um late may 2020 mm-hmm. is i think all of us have learned to live on less money
1: yes <laughs> <laughs>
2: which is fascinating right because i feel like we haven't spent as little money in a long time and um obviously you have still have your mortgage and your de- your house bills but um i think all of us have learned some lessons about money management so maybe you can start putting some money away i certainly had six months of income put away when I left my job finally. So I I basically prepared for five years um, and also built up my income streams before I left my job so I was you know only making a couple of grand a month from my business uh, when I left my job but it was enough that it I was confident that I could do this I had an email list I had products I had um, cash flow and I understood things like marketing so there's a lot to learn so yeah just uh, spend that time upskilling before you jump and of course if you have been laid off or, or furloughed then sure you're gonna have to do it a bit faster <laughs> (laughs) 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 but but it doesn't but you don't have to go from zero to hero you know straight away you can do a zigzaggy route and learn along the way
1: yes yes that definitely prepare that this is uh this is the perfect time but yes to your point you know you can't just uh make the decision you don't want to just leave your job when there is a lot to learn because as an employee i know as an employee myself i was never exposed to uh, a lot of the aspects of, of of business ownership. So you know, side hustles are, are great. You know, get get everything in order. Uh, there's even, believe it or not, and not every franchise is built the uh, built the same uh, or created equal. But there are franchises that are specialized in semi absentee ownership uh, for that person looking for a side business. Uh, they can, that they can invest minimal time in. Uh, not just because you have the you know the the investment or, or the money to hire a general manager, but but there are franchises built just for that. They have programs to help you hire that general manager and um, even empower the second in command in the event that general manager does leave. So, uh, some really good advice there. And uh, you know, I urge everyone, and I uh, even mentioned that on some previous shows, to to prepare, do a little bit of soul searching, <laughs> look at your financials, and definitely. Scale back. It's a it's a big endeavor. It's um, sometimes one of the biggest uh, financial decisions you can make. So get everything in order. Uh, you could do away with maybe not a thousand cable channels and, and just maybe a hundred and, uh, and and some <laughs> and some of the um, some of the perks. Not not to say you, you you can't go out and buy an expensive cup of coffee here and there, but definitely cut back and really scale back to uh, you know <laughs> to to put some reserves aside. Oh, Um, yeah.
2: I'm a writer. I live on coffee. So I I definitely don't compromise (laughs) on coffee. (laughs) But but the the other thing I did um, is that when I decided that I was going to opt out of the career rat race, I went to my boss at work. And again, this isn't possible for everyone, but you might be surprised. I went to my boss and I said, look, I want to stay in this job. I want to go four days a week because I want to focus on building another business. And I had a good relationship with this boss at the time and she understood, you know, I wouldn't have said that to other bosses, but I was like, I'm going to continue being really good at this job for the time that I am here. Uh, but I, you know, I I, I want to go four days. So I essentially went to 80% of my income in order to get that extra day. And that really helped. So I did that for a couple of years before I left. And so at the end of the day, you have to think, okay, I only have a finite amount of time available to spend on whatever I'm going to spend it on. And in order to achieve something, you have to put time aside. So for example, on writing a book, like a lot of people listening will want to write a book, you've just written a book, Giuseppe, you know what this means. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for me, every day, I put time aside to work on my writing. And you know, some days, it's difficult, some days, it's fine. uh, But putting aside time is the biggest thing you need to do in order to write a book. (laughs) That is the only way you're going to make it happen. And it's the same with business. So if you're going to upskill on marketing, you need to set aside time to learn about marketing. Um, and you can do that. I mean, people listening right now, you might be at the gym, you know, or maybe not the gym, depending on when you're listening.
1: <laughs> virtual gym. <laughs> A virtual
2: gym or, you know, doing some chores or whatever. So you can do learning whilst doing other stuff, like get some audio books or whatever. But the point is, you you know, you do have to make the time for the transition. And what I see is that people will say, oh, you know, I definitely I, I want to run my own business. But as you say, sometimes it doesn't get further than that. And you almost have to make a plan for your education, for your transition. And then even if it's like, OK, I'm going to get up an hour before the kids, um, you know, let's say five to six a.m. in the morning. And that hour, I'm going to take the next step, whatever that next step is towards my goal. And in that hour, whatever that next step is, you know, maybe the first step is actually planning what you're going to do with that hour, <laughs> right. but you have to set that time aside. And for me, I believe my productivity comes from Google calendar. I essentially run my life on Google calendar and it works very well. So there's a little tip too.
1: Yes. I, and by the way, my, um, we incorporate that with our family and Google calendar is a lifesaver. So if, uh, if you want a really good piece of advice, check it out. You can even color code it. I have my wife is one color, I have one color, you know we have the kids' sports activities, and it's a it's been a, a lifesaver so
2: <laughs> there you get
1: <laughs> great advice there and it's free so usually you know it's like, oh well, this is a cost, so yes, it's uh def- definitely recommend that you know so i um as you mentioned i I just wrote my first book. I'm not a writer by trade, but I wanted to get everything out of my head on, on onto a document right so that someone could read up on entrepreneurship and franchising. And, and um, a lot of the you know, things we're talking about today are in that book as well. So how can you help someone that has been either looking to write a novel or they're looking to expand their business and create really good content that they can put in front of people? So uh, you know, how can you help people? What, what does that, that process look like for, for, for that first time um, uh, book writer?
2: Well, it's a very different process writing a novel to writing a non-fiction book. So um, we'll just stick with non-fiction, uh, given your uh, audience—you know, business owners, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs—and because that for entrepreneurs like yourself, I mean, what you've done in creating a book that is uh, basically a lead magnet. So essentially, you're putting your information into a format that's easy to digest. So let's face it: a lot of like I listen to a lot of podcasts, but if I find someone I'm interested in, the first thing I do is I will go and. And look for a book that they have written that is how I um, consume people's information if someone doesn't have a book I'm unlikely to actually be interested in them <laughs> these days so I want to know it's an it's a It's a sense of authority. It still is a sense of authority um, in in this world. And it gives a sense of the person. It encapsulates your knowledge on a certain topic. Uh, It also brings in, um, you know, it's a lead generation for your business. So as you've done, you write a book around your business or your your future business. And that will, people will find you through, like Amazon is a search engine, basically. And people will find your book and they're like, oh, you know, this is interesting. Uh, So, you know, I have a book on how, how to write nonfiction. So, if you go on Amazon and type in how to write nonfiction, I will most likely come up. Um, so, that brings people into your business sphere by a certain type of person who generally is educated with some money to spend that's the All other right. thing um, you know people who are looking and the other thing is audiobooks. obviously uh, you have a podcast and you have a voice that's on air um, many people many business people are starting podcasts and so recording an audiobook in your own voice is a, is a really good option as well um but then you can also so that can bring people into your business which is one form of income you can obviously sell the book now it mm-hmm. can be small income but it's some income. We all like more money. Uh, You can be a speaker. So often if you have a book, you are far more likely, in fact, you know, 99% more likely to get a speaking gig when you have a book than when you don't, because it's a very handy, look, here's my book, this is my keynote, um, and people will pay you more because you have that authority. So that's really important as well. And then you can use it for other forms of income. So for example, I have a free ebook called Successful Self-Publishing, and it is completely free as an ebook. You can go get it for free, but inside that ebook, are affiliate links. And it says, you know, this is full of affiliate links. But essentially, I'm sure many of your audience know, but just in case, it's a, if someone clicks my link, then I get a commission for if they buy through that link. So for mm-hmm. example, um, editors or format book formatting software, stuff like that, book cover designers. Um, so I am useful to people. But um, if they use my link, then I also get some money. So I want people to think that you can make these multiple streams of income from one book. And that is also your intellectual property. So if you are an independent publisher, so I'm an independent publisher myself, uh, you have control of that asset. And then, as you say, you can turn that into other um, forms of content. So, for example, you can make it a blog post. You can put it on your blog. You can put it on someone else's blog. You can turn it into a video. You can turn your book into a podcast if you want and just give it away. So there's all kinds of options when you create a book type product um, that you don't have if you're just Writing articles, so I hope that helps.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, J- Joanna, this has been, uh, you know, very helpful. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I, I've been looking forward to this just because uh, I'm, I'm new to this world and learning a lot. Never thought I would actually write a book, and I know quite a few people after announcing my book, they're like, "Yeah, I've always thought about writing a book, whether it be a novel." Um, or just, you know, something for, for their, their current business for everyone listening in, Joanna, what's the, what's the best way for them to, to reach out to you if they have just general questions about writing a book, your services, uh, just what's the, what's the best way. And we'll, we'll also include that in the show notes.
2: Sure. Well, uh, since you're listening to a podcast, you can always come over to the Creative Pen Podcast, Pen with a double N, or the CreativePen Pen with a double N. And uh, any questions, the best place is Twitter at the Creative Pen.
1: Sounds great. So, as I mentioned, we'll put that in the show notes, Joanna. This is uh, I've had a pleasure speaking with you. This is uh, this has been great, very exciting, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you in the in the very near future.
2: Thanks so much, Giuseppe.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Whenever you're ready. Here are three ways Giuseppe can help. One, subscribe to the podcast to hear inspiring stories and actionable tips from career transition and franchising experts and corporate refugees who have jumped into successful franchising on the Franchise Freedom podcast at ggthefranchiseguide.com slash podcast. Two, want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom, How to Escape the Corporate World and Have Financial and Time Freedom by Owning a Franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com slash video. Three, want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged in to experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject, and he'll send you all the details.